Welcome back to Sports Dump, Lewis County's only sports podcast, but not an award-winning sports podcast. Uh, tonight was Best of Lewis County. And we did not win yet again. Shut out. Was anybody else shut out, notably in local? We'll get to that. Um, Lewis County's only sports podcast is sponsored by Elam's Home Furnishing and Mattress Gallery, Gobel Septic, and AmeriCool Heating and Cooling. How'd they do? Uh, I don't, Schwartz, you're, you're sitting in. Any insight? Ooh. Summit funding is so a champion. The, so the news dump sponsors get to win awards, but we don't know about the sports dump sponsors. Sports dump. Pick up Saturday's edition of the Chronicle to learn more about Best of Lewis County. Or perhaps you went and you are driving home and listening to this. I don't know if it's over yet. Probably not. Anyway. This is a great start. Yeah, coming in hot. I'm Aaron Vantile, joined tonight by sports editor Josh Kirschbaum, sports reporter Dylan Wilhelm, and sports clerk Cody Christian. Our first item... WF West won the Chronicle Cup, and people have, have thoughts. Yeah. Uh, so WF West beat Centralia one nothing last night at Tiger Stadium in a heavy fog. It was a conspiracy. Mother Nature was out to get Centralia, I think. Even Mother Nature didn't want anyone to see what was, what was about on. to transpire on the turf <laughs> at Tiger Stadium. Uh, Reese Mishler scored the only goal of the match in the only match of the two-game series. Sorry, only goal of the two-game series. Okay. Yeah. In the 36th minute, while it was still vaguely clear out, the aggregate... Sorry, I didn't put this in the notes. It got so foggy. I don't know if people saw the... Pictures look cool. The pictures look cool. If you saw the videos, like, you could not see across the field. I was talking to both coaches after the game. Kevin Schultz had a great quote that was like, yeah, I just basically said what I normally said, would say during a game, and just kind of, like, hoped that they did what I told them to do because I couldn't tell what they were doing. Yeah, just a field of shadowy figures moving into the 100%. They would take corners, and you would just wait for the ball to appear. And I heard them in the box basically be like, somebody yell when you're about to kick the ball because there's no other way to know that it's about to be coming. They're blindfolded out there. The element of surprise. And, of course, WFS was wearing white uniforms, so they just completely blended in. Uh, the aggregate of the series ended up being one nothing, and since the first matchup ended 0-0 before Centralia won in a shootout to determine a winner for the league standings, WF West is the Chronicle Cup champion this year. People have thoughts. Uh, should we go to the comments on the various posts about this? Oh, did we have comments? There are some comments. Um, Breaking numbers. Yeah, uh, to be clear, the Chronicle is 100% biased towards WF West now. Uh, switching from when it was biased towards Centralia and focusing more on the Tigers when they won the first volleyball matchup last month. Switching from how it was biased towards WF West for focusing on WF West baseball and track in the postseason. Switching from how it was biased towards Centralia when it reported on them beating WF West in softball last spring. Switching from how it was biased towards WF West when the Bearcats won last year's Swamp Cup and the basketball games. Um... One thing I always told people, and I was discussing this with our one-man audience, Schwartz, earlier tonight, uh, people will look at one result or one instance and be like, wow, I can't believe the bias in this reporting, and why don't you cover both teams equally, and blah, blah, blah. You have to look at like a wider swath of coverage than just one single issue. There's, there's three papers a week. 
there's a good chance that there's equal coverage for your favorite team in one of those editions. Look at it over the course of the season and then ask yourself, hey, did my coach call anything in? Things like that. See Which, how many times a photographer showed up at your game. And fair. then ask yourself, is your team any good? If your team is 0-20 over the course of the season, we're not going to send a photographer out as many times. You know why? Because it's depressing to run front page story after front page story, which is generally what the photos will lead to. And I want to jump in. Wow, this is how Schwartz feels every week, right? That this is not has absolutely nothing to do with anything Centralia is doing because at least for soccer and volleyball, which we'll get into, Centralia is having a great season and we are going there because they are one of the best teams in the league. And also, Luis, uh, their head coach, is great at calling them in. So I don't yeah. really know where you're going with this. I'm just speaking in general. Oh, my okay. own experiences. Not a, anything uh-huh. based on how Centralia has been this year or the relationship between Debbie West and Centralia and the Chronicle this year. Yeah. Totally just in general, awesome. like people would be like, whoa, why didn't you do this? It's like, well, look at the whole picture. Yeah. This was, this, this was different. But also, yes, we are 100% biased always, all the time, against you in particular. You uh, listening at home. I, I always like to tell people <laughs> that I uh, my goal was always that every local team loses because then their playoff runs will be over faster yeah. and we can get to summer where back in my day, we screwed around. Anyway. <laughs> people had opinions. Uh, I'll They'll, read. Yeah, they're, I'm not going to read the comments. They're just like spiteful. Not even spiteful. Just like I, just people were mad because Centralia people believed that they should be awarded a goal for winning in a penalty shootout, which is a valid thought within the context of the league standings because in the league standings, that game counted as a one to nothing win for Centralia. And the reason it counted as a one to nothing win for Centralia is because the Evco's website and the WIAA's website cannot compute a game that has an even scoreline as a win for either team. Yeah. So in order for it to go into the standings as a win for Centralia, Centralia has to have more goals than WF West. To be clear, they didn't score a goal. Like they won one to nothing, but it was a shootout. It was a shootout. Nobody gets credit for that goal. Nobody gets credit for allowing that goal. WF West's goalkeeper still gets credit for a shutout, even though technically she lost one to quote unquote one to nothing. Uh, it doesn't factor into their goal differential, which is a tiebreaker that is less important when you are dealing with penalty shootouts. The whole point of penalty shootouts is to untie a game that is tied without having to score an actual goal. Yeah, without just having to play golden goal forever. Exactly. And so I talked to when we found out that this was a scenario and I called both coaches and I was like, what's going on? And they had different opinions, as you can imagine. I called 10 separate coaches in the area because obviously we were going to have to make a call before the game. And I asked them their opinions. They gave me a split set of opinions. Basically (laughs) they were, I'm going to throw the coaches under the bus. I really wanted them to all tell me one way was right or the other way was right. And they split pretty much even. Um, But the people who were in favor of giving Centralia an extra goal were coaches who said that's how they do it in the league. And this is a separate competition that has absolutely nothing to do with the league. Um, And the coaches who disagreed with that said, that's how it works in general soccer competitions. If you look at 
the World Cup, say the last World Cup final was a tie. And if you look at the score online, it is listed as a tie. And then Argentina won in penalties. That's kind of how it works. And there are other things to get into, but that was the rationale. Um, People are going to be unhappy with it. The main thing I wanted to do when I posted on Facebook was get it out into the world because nowhere before had it been posted how those tiebreakers worked. And now I'm just hoping that people know going forward. I talked to the coaches that started this series and they told me how it was and we copied that. Uh, mm-hmm. And now it is out in writing that that is how it is. And hopefully we never have a situ- situation like that. And that's really all I want to say about this any further. <laughs> yes. But have you considered the fact that you're all a bunch of cheaters? Yes. Okay. I also, I will, I will touch on one, the one comment that said we wouldn't know so- soccer if it hit us, smacked us clear in the head. Uh, anybody who knows me and has met me in person, uh, the reason my nose isn't straight <laughs> It's because that uh, occurrence actually happened multiple times. <laughs> oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, bro- right. I broke More my nose. Know. I broke my nose twice playing goalkeeper, uh, and I guess a couple of people in did the goals make it in. They did not make it in. Okay, um, one of them actually got called back for offsides in the buildup, and that was really disappointing. But the one that knocked me out. But that, yeah, real I life Scott Sterling. Some, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> some people, I guess, wish I'd gotten kicked a little bit harder, but. To their disappointment, that didn't happen. Also, it's important to remember, like, this trophy didn't exist, like, two years ago. Chad just invented it out of whole cloth and was like, hey, what if we focused more on soccer and gave the kids a trophy if they beat their rivals? And also for tying into the um, any accusations of us getting paid by either school, what if we, Chad goes, what if we just paid both schools an equal amount of money <laughs> to sponsor this competition? Yes. So we're actually in taking negative bribes on this. Um, yeah, it's like, I, I, if this is the one thing you have to be really concerned about, not winning a tiebreaker in a soccer rivalry that is kind of cool, but like as far as league standing, it doesn't mean anything. They're tied. They're tied. They're both yeah. in, a, in a district spot. And from here on out, like they, they both have, I think, two league games left. Uh, the league season ends next week. They're both having, Centralia is having the best season it's had in a long time. WF West is having a good season. They've turned it around and now hopefully they can actually like go on and win the things that matter. Uh, also not to be lost in all this Centralia WF West drama. Centralia beat WF West in four sets in the second swap cup match of the season. Centralia volleyball, pretty good. Also having their best season in a long time. Yeah. They yeah. clinched at least fourth place in the Evco and they're now assured of a spot in the district tournament. Let's hope they can go uh, pretty far. Yeah. Yeah. I believe they're, they're a game or two back of Aberdeen, and I believe they play, I want to say Tuesday. They have three matches left. If they want to get out of that pigtail play-in game, they got to get above Aberdeen. We'll see if that happens, but they at least are there. So props to Marty Smith and company over there. All right. This podcast brought to you by Global Septic, providing septic service and portable sanitation for Thurston, Lewis, Mason, Callitz, and Great Harbor counties. If you run into Josh Kirschbaum, you want to stuff me in down the wild <laughs> and want to stuff him down to the bottom of a porta potty, they will bring it to you. <laughs> Global Septic is your guys to go to, um, providing septic pumping inspection and riser installation. Commercial septic pumping, grease trap services, and as always, they'll rent you a porta potty and a sink to go with it. Wash your hands after you flush Josh. Visit GobelSeptic.com or call 360-736-2167. Those are some fancy porta potties that actually have flushes. 
You know, there's there's some You're just road- stuffing me down a porta potty and letting me sit in that little chamber, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Even worse. Uh, football headlines from last weekend. Uh, the one B's Monster blew out Nasil 62 to eight. Monster coach Eric Olakanen said they had our number for a long, long time. We kind of squeaked by him last year, but we wanted to on our way out give him something to remember us by. Is Monster going back to 11 man? They sure think so. Okay. Uh, they led 42 nothing at halftime. Easton Kolb ran for 161 yards and two touchdowns and went seven of 10 for 219 yards and three scores passing. Mosserick had eight offensive touchdowns, all but one of which went at least 30 yards. I sent Dylan to this game thinking it was going to be really, really good. I was wrong. Just a butt whooping. Just a good old-fashioned one team just completely outclassed the other, which was really surprising because from what I've heard, Nacelles typically do, they typically do that to other teams. And like Eric said last year, seemed to be a closer game, but I was... Mossy Rock didn't seem shocked. I was pretty shocked at how quickly they just got. They, if they didn't run the clock, they might have put up a hundred. I mean, mm-hmm. it was two play touchdown drives, scooping scores. Um, it was kind of the old get to forty and slow down because if they didn't, that could have been a lot worse. And somehow they won by fifty four, and somehow it was not as close as the score indicated. All right, I, mean, I think they were my sleeper, like a state sleeper, or actually no, I think they were my state favorite, but. They really went from contenders to they could they could do something. Come make some noise for sure. End of November, early December. All right. Uh, in the two Bs, Toledo beat Adna thirty-five-seven. Cody, instant reaction. Three days later. I mean, I picked Toledo, didn't I? Uh, Guess what? Right. They scored a touchdown on your quote-unquote stupid play. <laughs> I told you. Uh, Ethan Carver, whose name is spelled with two E's. Yep. We have been informed. Ran for three hundred forty. Got it right the entire season. Yeah, it was wrong in the athlete of the week thing. Oh, was it? Yeah, I don't know who designed that. Uh, three hundred fourteen <laughs> rushing yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> Toledo scored three touchdowns in the first quarter, led twenty-one-seven at the break. Then Carver opened the third, and then the touchdown to get momentum back. How are we feeling about Toledo? They are ranked number two in the RPI board. To quote both of us from last year, they are Toledo. Yeah, they're fine. Uh, Carver is a he's he's a good tailback. Talking to Mike Christensen after the game, his quote was that he's a young senior. Cause he's like, he didn't start playing football pretty much until I think he said it was in eighth grade. He got hurt both of his first two seasons. I think he got hurt last year after sort of starting to get into the tailback. He obviously uh, sort of fit in with, you know, your Jeff glasses last year. Um, he's the main guy and this is his first real season getting, you know, 20 carries a game and he's dangerous. He's fast. Um, obviously Toledo to be the main like fullback in Toledo, you need to be able to hit people and go through people and, fall forward for, you know, turn a two-yard gain into a five-yard gain or whatever. But when he hits the hole, he's he's gone. Right. Uh, also, on Saturday, Napavine 70, Kalama 12. Napavine fumbled the opening kickoff, and Kalama scored to take a six-point lead. And then Napavine scored eight touchdowns in the first quarter. And... Kind of kick the crap out of them. You don't see a lot of fifty-point quarters these days. I don't even know how you have enough time for that. Like I was, yeah. Obviously, it happened, but it took me a while to process how that actually, like, Cody got yeah, there. just from a logistics yeah, I was, standpoint. I was at this one, and I actually remember they had they had scored fifty points, and there was still like four minutes left in the first quarter, and it, I I couldn't even tell you how it happened either. And I was standing on the sidelines watching it. I mean, I was taking videos for the Instagram stories, and it's like. I was worried my phone storage was going to run out of room because every video I took was a 
damn touchdown. <laughs> uh, I got there, and like I said in here, the uh, Napavine, uh, I don't know if it was an intentional onside kick or just a terrible kick. I couldn't really tell, but it shot right to one of their front line guys, and he dropped it, and Klamath got it and scored like two plays later. And me and possibly a lot of the, the stadium there were thinking this might actually be a good choice to go to this game. It might actually turn out. And then it was just all Napavine like you would not believe. And, yeah, like I was... Uh, like I told a, a photographer from Clam, I was talking about they were on pace to score 200. So it's <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Ashton Demarest was six to seven for 142 yards passing with three touchdowns. Also ran for 115 and a touchdown. Kale Stanley, Kale Kelly, Carson Denault, Caleb Von Presenton. What a, what a lineup of names. All ran in touchdowns. Backup quarterback Grady Wilson hit Becca Blander for a touchdown in the fourth. Napavine held Kalama quarterback Aiden Brown to six of 26 passing and picked him off four times, including a pick six from Connor Holmes. Aiden Brown, I have been led to believe, was leading Southwest Washington in total uh, passing and rushing yards combined for all quarterbacks. That graphic got pushed out after this game. Wow. I, I, like, I don't <laughs> know that, that I believe out? that. Uh, it was the Columbians, so when they say, quote-unquote, Southwest Washington, they it's mean... It's teams that the Columbia covers. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We're not south and west enough for them. Clearly not. Um, yeah, and then we have a college football score. UW beat Oregon 36-33. Josh, would you like to discuss? No, I just wanted to put that out on the air on this podcast. You should I, be very proud of yourself. Yeah, I, I, do, the game, boys. I do just want to add, that was one of the most electric. Oh, you guys were there, weren't you? Yeah. Josh and Dylan were there. Did you guys go together, or you just both happened to be there? We just both happened to be there. Alec was there. We said hi for you. Oh, really? We said hi to you. Oh, good. That's nice. I don't believe you, but that's nice. Yeah. But, um, yeah <laughs> he was now covering I, it, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Now I have a f- new favorite movie. Uh, yeah, you do. Uh, it's, yeah, move over. Uh, 2022 UW Oregon game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, move over Oppenheimer. <laughs> uh, this podcast is brought to you by Elam's Home Furnishings and Mattress Gallery. If you've scored 50 points in the first quarter and just need a place to sit, go see our friends at Elam's Home Furnishings and Sleep Center. Take I think a little Navavine nap. should like invest in a good bench for its starters because they sit for a while. Just like get them some recliners. Yeah. Actually, I got a question for perhaps more someone with more expertise on football rules. Is there a rule against a running clock in the first quarter? Uh, no. Is this the second it. half? It's the second half unless the teams agree to start it in the, in the first half. It would have been a really sick flex for like Josh Faye to go over to Klamath's coach and be like, hey, let's, uh, you know, Things get out of hand in the first quarter. We'll just we'll just kick the running clock in then, huh? Would have been funny. Or if you would have said no and tried to put up a hundred in the first <laughs> half. <laughs> yeah. Josh, you want to get this clock running? No. Uh, I don't think we will. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> uh, yeah, Elam's Home Finishing's locally owned, family owned, here to stay. You can go check out all their wares. They've got a great selection of uh, living room, bedroom, and dining room furniture entertainment centers, home accents. Those are important. You know, it really turns a house into a home. People say, uh, 1530 South gold street in Centralia is their showroom, or you can check them out online. Elamshf.com. Other games last week, black Hills, uh, jumped out to a halftime lead and held on to beat Centralia 34, 21 in the battle of beatings. That was, uh, something had to give and something, something gave Nobody something had to, had to give. Uh, Black Hills is up late, and the group chat on Slack was like, they're going to come on, Centralia. You know they're vulnerable. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, Jackson Beck passed for 346 yards and three touchdowns, and Roman Cando for Centralia. His name, if you sound it quickly, sounds like Roman Candle, which is cool. Yep. 
Ran 23 times for 112 yards and two touchdowns. Over in Chehalis on homecoming, WFS pulled away in the second quarter to beat 3A Prairie 26-8. 6-0 at halftime. The Bearcats got two quick touchdowns early in the third thanks to an interception, and Gage Brumfield ran for 138 yards and two touchdowns and also passed for two touchdowns. WF West, they coming along? They're good? They're coming along. Their problem has been, they're the opposite of Black Hills. It's just starting games. They have not scored more than seven points in the first quarter all season long. And eventually that might get, you know, come back to bite them if you get, like their defense has kept them in it. They, I think they've led 6 nothing or like 14-6 each of the past few games because um, their defense has been able to keep those slim leads. But you're kind of playing with fire there. Um, all right, Tumwater 60, Shelton nothing. The third shutout this year for the Tumwater defense. Cooper Clark ran for 99 yards. Logan Cole ran for 95. Jalen Nixon ran for 89. More impressive win, Tumwater 60, Shelton 0, or Napavine 70, Kalama 12. I Napavine. expected more out of Kalama, so yeah, Napavine. Okay. For sure. Yeah, I guess Kalama's like, they're they're decent, right? Speed on Alaska. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I was thinking watching that game. Is like, I... I couldn't believe this Kalama team I was watching just beat on Alaska. It seemed like unbelievable. Uh, Aberdeen 20, Rochester 8. Tate Kornstrom scored the Warriors touchdown, finished with 108 yards. Rochester fumbled it away four times, including once inside the Aberdeen five-yard line. Where's the stat update? Rest in peace. They rushed. They ran for 206 yards. It's no. Does that bring it below 400 yeah, now? Probably. No. Well, you hate to see it. Uh, tonight on 14, Elma 6 in a monsoon. It's just just a monsoon, and I heard and it was a downpour. That was is this in Elma? Yeah, it's not that far away. I would call um, it was in Rochester monsoon as well. The Beavers stopped trying to throw the ball at halftime. Went back to power football. Michael Vassar scored both touchdowns, and in eight days, Denina went from winless to guaranteed a crossover spot. <laughs> Shout out the Evergreen. You know what? Snap away half the leagues. Yeah. I've said it. And and, sh- and shout out the power T. I did see on Facebook, Carrie uh, Nagel did. Uh, comment on the the article and was like, you know, proud of you. I wonder who taught them that. <laughs> you, you know the meme that's like, dudes will see this picture and just say, hell yeah. Like, that's Kerry Nagel looking at tonight and running the power tee. Uh, Peel Valley beats Raymond South Bend 14-12. Give him the, the Clash of the Hyphens. The, yeah, the Clash of the Hyphens. Uh, clincher. Clincher. Yeah, they're, they're, they are the, the best Hyphens. Back-to-back Clash of the Hyphens champions. Uh, Blake Howard scored, bo- scored both touchdowns for PL Valley. Are we sure? We sure it was Blake Howard both times? Probably. Allegedly. I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten too much <laughs> shot. comments about that. Uh, finished with 74 rushing yards, and Nate Fluke was 12 of 18 passing for 125 yards. You know, the score, score line suggests that the weather out in South Bend was similar to the weather out in uh, Elma, but the throwing the ball 18 times maybe doesn't. I don't yeah. know. Um, interesting. All right, good for them. Ani blows out Stevenson 60 nothing. Lager scored 54 in the first half. Rodrigo Rodriguez, 11 carries, 266 yards, two touchdowns. Caden Mazingo, six carries, 134 yards, and three touchdowns. So, three, four teams scored over 60 this week. Monsterock, Napoline, Tumwater, and Ani. It's a lot. Apparently, Stevens is not particularly good, as we have. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've established that. And we've also established over the course of the year, more often than not, if Rodriguez and Mazinga are getting the ball, good things typically happen, at least offensively. Uh, They did tally 17 carries for exactly 400 yards. (laughs) 
That'll that play. feels like it's it. I don't know. That's is, a little that right? too on the nose. How many carries? 17 for 400. I 24 per carry about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That'll work. Uh, Rainier. That's that stats student coming out right now. Yeah. <laughs> Rainier 36, Tudor Lake 6. Chris Gray ran for 143 yards. Hunter Howell had 88. Jake Meldrum had two rushing touchdowns. Dorian Cano and Josh Meldrum had one each. It's just interesting because... I remember last week, Jake Meldrum threw for, what was it, 540 yards and eight touchdowns, mm-hmm. and last week he threw the ball four times. Yes. Uh, this was 11-man, correct? This was 11-man. It's weird what happens when you throw those three extra dudes it, on there. Was it also a monsoon? Possibly. I think this one was in Toodle, so, you know, I don't know. Uh, a Soton 42, Morton White Pass 8. This was played in uh, where? Kennewick. This was a sure. game that happened, yeah. Uh, Morton White Pass scored their the touchdown in the fourth quarter on a Judah Kelly to Tony Belgiorno pass. All right. Uh, back in the 1Bs, Oakville 40, Sound oh, Christian. Oh, you're going to love this name. 22, Michael Perron. Michel Perron. Michel Perron. <laughs> <laughs> Took a kickoff back for a touchdown. Also had an interception, and Courtney Price had both receiving touchdown and a scoop and score. And Christian, not great. Oakville better. Yeah, what's Oakville's reward? Are they like two and five? Something like that. Uh, Winlock 48, Muckleshoot Tribal 14. James Cussin. He was cussing up a storm for 190 yards and three touchdowns. Kidding? That's a slow day for him. Yeah, I guess, didn't he have like 500 yards the other day? Uh, 500 over the past two weeks. Landed casual Friday for James. Yeah. yeah. Landon Klein, four or four passing, eighty-two yards and three touchdowns. What's what's how's Winlock? They're like what so three and four? They're I think they're three and three now. And I have zero clue how the one B cross quote unquote crossover week works, but I think three teams go through. So right now it would be Winlock or Mossy, Nacelle, and Winlock. Well, I the, the things are always up in the air there. You're gonna get a call from one of the one B athletic directors who was like, Hey, we saw your great work on the uh, Chronicle Cup. We'd like you to come settle our, our, our playoff football standings. How do you feel? Come Can, on. Kansas tiebreaker. Who says no? <laughs> Eight-man Kansas tiebreaker. <laughs> like, well, actually, they didn't score a touchdown. Like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, this podcast brought to you by AmeriCool. Somehow Chehalis wins. <laughs> AmeriCool Heating and Air Conditioning. Whether you are too hot or too cold, you can call their 24-7 emergency service line. 360-948-2718. Do not, uh, you know, overwhelm them with calls complaining about the playoff standings uh, for the Chronicle Cup. They've heard enough. It was neither too hot nor cold, too cold. It was just too foggy. Yes. Uh, AmeriCool Heating and Air Conditioning. Your comfort is their business, providing full-service HVAC installation services and repair with a 100% satisfaction guarantee on everything they do. Just like us, but apparently people are disagreeing right now. Uh, just like us, except for... You know what? Let's, I think, 54% I think, of the time. You think we, think we, we have received... I, I think, yeah. I we don't have think received so. zero hate comments for the actual podcast, all right? Yet. Uh, so far. So far. Uh, shall this we one do, hasn't gone out yet. <laughs> shall we do grid picks? Sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, look at the standings. Josh is 69 and 18. Nice, I am nice. 69 and 18. Nice. Dylan, nice. 67 and 20. Cody, 16 and 27. Jordan with a commanding 71 16 lead. Chad, 47 and 40. Oh, the, the local teams must have had a good week. Yeah. 
And former WFS Athletic Director Jeff Johnson is the guest this week. Uh, Centralia at Hoquiam. Josh, Jordan, and Chad, and Jeff Johnson all went Centralia. Don't tell the is Centralia Hoquiam, fans. Centralia bad? Or Hoquiam bad, I mean? <laughs> Hoquiam is not good. Hoquiam is very not good. Haven't you done enough to upset the people of Centralia, Aaron? I, I, I am a Centralia man. I can say these things. Uh, WF West at Aberdeen. We've got WF West across the board. Isn't Aberdeen kind of yeah, good? They're, they're kind of decent this year. They're tied for second right now. This Whoever wins this gets second. And this is in the harbor. And it's in the harbor. I was told by a... Weird things happen in the harbor. That's true. It's foggy out there. The soccer, t- the soccer coaches will tell you that weird things happen with uh, Grace Harbor. I was told uh, at the gym the other morning by a diehard Tom Water fan that he thinks Aberdeen will beat WF West. I didn't believe him enough to take him this week. But you should have gotten him to be a guest picker. I Guy can ask him. Gym. He would absolutely love it. <laughs> Dude, what gym were I you think... at with a diehard Tom Water fan? <laughs> Orbex. Uh, he lives in Chehalis, and he sent all his kids to... Tumwater, they won. They each won its championship, something like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the way I know him is the the first time I picked against Tumwater, I think I picked North Kitsap, and he came up to me because he reads the paper and he goes, "You're that little son of a bitch that picked against Tumwater." <laughs> 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 and we've been talking about football every morning ever since. Oh, that's fun. Truly, <laughs> yes. Uh, Rochester at Tumwater. Everybody's got Tumwater except Cody, who picked Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh, nah, just kidding. Everybody's got Tumwater. <laughs> Uh, Black Hills at Shelton. Uh, everybody's got, well, let's see. That's you just, guys have all got Black Hills. Well, I went Shelton. Yeah. What you know, was, what they was your thing about the Black Hills, Shelton, Black Hills Centralia game? Was the Battle of Beaten teams? Yeah, the Battle of the Beatons, yeah. <laughs> this is the Battle of the Beatons all but once. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you three have got Black Hills, and everybody else, including myself, has Shelton. You know what? I like their moxie in that 16 nothing loss in Tumwater. <laughs> Showed me something. Uh, Montesano at Tenino. Uh, you two, Josh and Dylan, were split. Dylan's got Tenino, Josh has got Montesano. Everybody that, else that, has Montesano except Chad. Went Tenino. Um, that may I don't have know. been a mistake. <laughs> Montesano, good. Montesano is very I, good. I honestly Dylan, thought you... of a different school, and <laughs> by the time <laughs> by the time I realized it, it was too late. <laughs> what school did you think it was? Not a seven and zero team. <laughs> How stupid are we all going to look when? Oh, I know pulls out this yeah. way. <laughs> well, Dylan's well, going to well. look really smart. I never doubted it. <laughs> uh, on Alaska at Adna, everybody's got Ani except Chad, who's got Adna. One good I think Adna is, alum in this room. Uh, that's that's Chad's, true. Chad's record is already beyond recoverable. <laughs> Not that mine isn't, but... <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Cody, how do you feel picking against your, your boys? Uh, I worked last week, and just got to... You know, I'll just I'll tell them what I told the guys I saw at the Napfine game. It's just for added motivation because they really need it coming down the home stretch of the season here to go into the crossovers. All right. Toledo Kalama. Um Josh Dillon and I have Toledo. Cody went Kalama trying to make up some slack in the standings. Jordan went Kalama. Chad went Toledo and Jeff Johnson went Toledo. Toledo, this is is this the game of the week just from a competitive standpoint? It might be. I think so. Better than Black Hills, Shelton? I mean, pure competition. <laughs> um, go, down to Ch- <laughs> go, down, go down to Chinook Country, walk up the hill, and go watch a good football game. Get there early, see that sunset? Oh, it's a good sunset. You got to get there early, too, because there's no parking at that school. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, Napavine at Raymond South Bend. Everybody went Napavine. Okay. Probably going to be Napavine. 
Wakaikum at Rainier. This might actually be the game of the week. <laughs> really? There are two undefeated. So there's um, so oh, in God. the West Division, these two teams are undefeated in the West Division. <laughs> they played week one in a non-league game, and in that game, Wakaikum took a four-point lead with 30 seconds left, and then Rainier marched all the way down the field in 30 seconds and scored a touchdown on the last play of the game. So if it goes like that, then yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't take you seriously when you're telling me that Rainier is undefeated in league and they are two weeks removed from an eight-man win. That was not their fault. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that should be a pretty entertaining game, probably. What do you do when you show up and the other team's like, we have 10 people? You're like, well, I guess we're playing 10 on 11. Get out there, you cowards. <laughs> uh, Peel Valley at Forks. Oh, at Forks? Is Forks good? What's their deal? Fine. No I think idea. They lost to Raymond, I think, and that's they haven't played Napavine yet. So all right, everybody's got Peel Valley except Jeff Johnson, who went Forks. Does he know something? Is it played after dark? Yes. Oof. And the vampires will be out. The that's werewolves true. get to suit uh, up. There's a full um, moon. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mossy Rock at Winlock. Everybody's got Mossy Rock. Mossy Rock, good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oakville and Muckleshoot Tribal. Uh, I. Everybody's got Oakville except Dylan. This who may have also Mon- been is a mistake. This, <laughs> is this who you thought Montesano was? <laughs> Which- so Josh and I went rapid fire on this earlier because he called me uh, clearly. And as as we could see, there was some mistakes. <laughs> uh, I like how you just don't know any M school. Uh, uh, Millhouse. Uh, Dylan can make a, if he somehow ends up being right on these two, he can make a drastic jump in the standings. Yeah, so that's That might true. be his attempt here. Uh, and then Cedar Park Christian at Morton White Pass. Josh has got CPC. Dylan's got MWP. Uh, Cody, Jordan, and I all have Cedar Park. Chad's got Morton White Pass. And Jeff Johnson went Cedar Park. Just I know I, nothing about Cedar Park. Yeah, literally know. nothing. They're, they're a 1A school from Bothell. I mean, shout out to Lee Metcalf for, like, finding non-league games that are yeah like he's he's keeping their schedule interesting yeah, yeah better that than like just playing toledo and calling it a non-league game i guess I yeah don't know. uh let's see some other sports the 1a district golf tournament happened recently yesterday Monday? And, and yesterday. yesterday david delaire was second he will be the first tonino golfer ever at state in may Thing. Where hopefully the weather will be kinder to them than it was the last two days. Just yeah. bundled up, rain, wind. Um, but yeah, Delaire shot 150 over the two days, including a par 72 Pretty on good. day one. Um, he ended up losing by losing the district title by four strokes, which he joked that's kind of his unlucky number of sorts. So this year he lost by four. Last year, I believe he missed the cut for state by about four. And then the year before he missed the cut after day one at the district tournament by about four or five, give or take. So him and um, he's happy to get over the hump. Yeah. And just talking with him after. That's a really cool thing for a really young program. I think this is the third year of Tonino having a golf team, um, obviously getting better. And yeah, he'll be at the state tournament, which will be at one Riverside golf club. in oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Uh, let's see. The Evco 2A Golf Championships were today. Dylan was there. Von Wassen, still very good. All right. He was the, the, the pride of Centralia. He was the only one to shoot under par today. There was a little bit of a mix-up on 18. He ended up hammering a drive so far over some trees. Just too strong, he, man. He assumed that he had lost the ball in the trees, 
took a drop, and later when he walked closer to the green, he realized, oh, shoot, I didn't lose it in the trees. I actually hit it over the trees. Just too strong, man. Ended up having to take either a par bogey instead of the birdie because he ended up playing both. But after some talk with some of the rules officials, he took the score on the drop ball. But even regardless of that, still finished under par, still won by five strokes. And he gets good. Yeah, number one in the EFCO, number one of 120 to make it. Yeah, Yeah. there was 41 golfers today. Um, Most of them had already made the district tournament, and the ones who didn't only had to not shoot above 120. Easier said than done sometimes. Not saying um, I would make it. But. Yeah. So yes, every what was it? Every single every single one. Made. Every I single think, golfer in the league I think, just made districts. Hell I think yeah. last place had like oh, one sixteen. So we got a little it. close there at the end, but eh, that'll happen. Uh yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh 2A Evco tennis. Dylan was there today too. Where was this at? Was Tumwater and Black Hills. Let me see if I could pull up the updated bracket. So it was uh it's a two days. Was this just two days the now. Tumwater Valley like Athletic Center? Where was that at? No, oh, it was the, at the high school. Oh, okay. They do they do the, the single they do the singles tournament at Tumwater and the doubles tournament at Black Hills, so you can go back and forth. Yeah, they did this last year too. Yeah, and um, Justin Chung and Jacoby Corwin. Chung is with WF West, and Corwin is from Centralia, I believe. They're the singles finalists, um, and then doubles as well. It looks like it's Loving Foss and Wagner from Shelton, and then Bun and Hook are the finalists for doubles from Tom Waters. So the finalists are, have already clinched district berths. And then there's a couple consolation matches as well. Um, I think you have to win your first consolation match to clinch a district spot. And then they'll, the two, those two winners will play a third place game tomorrow. And those are all at black Hills, which makes it easier on me not having to go back and forth, which I appreciate. <laughs> and this was what take three. This was supposed to happen on Monday, yes. I think. And I got rained out. I got rained out yesterday. We're getting them in. Uh, 2A Evergreen Conference Cross Country Championships today. Josh was there. How was that? Uh, I started right on time. It you did were not thrilled. start right on time. It started about it ever? 20 minutes late. Yeah. I, my line today is for a sport that is entirely about being fast and being as fast as possible. You would think they'd be better at maintaining a schedule and doing things quickly. They did not. They got, apparently they showed up to the track it was the middle schools first and then the high school races and they showed up to the course at Fort Forest and there was a truck just parked like in the middle of the course and it took them a good like 20 minutes to find the owner of the truck and move it. So they got off late and then they kind of, uh, yeah, I mean, you have to wait till the last runner for each race goes. So it got pushed back. There are actually not results online yet. Um, I know a girl from Aberdeen won the girls race. Uh, followed by a girl from Shelton and then another girl from Aberdeen and then a couple of Tom Water kids came in fourth and fifth and I left right as the boys race started to get back here racing back for a podcast that would not start for another hour and a half. Well, you know, things happen. Sometimes things happen. <laughs> uh, and Tom Water clinched the two-way Evergreen Conference titles in both soccer and volleyball yesterday. Tom Water soccer beat Shelton, which lets me boast my fa- push my favorite stat of this fall which is that Tumwater pitch, uh, beat Shelton 6 to nothing. Um, the Tumwater soccer team gave up a goal in the first minute of its first game of the season and has not allowed another one since for a shutout streak of 1,119 minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think and that's even more impressive than not allowing a goal the entire season is the fact that it happened 
yeah, like that, and hasn't happened since. This What's is the yeah. isn't there? There's a baseball stat of a guy that threw like back to back no hitters yep. or perfect games. Johnny Vandermeer. Was that it? And like, but one of them he took over for somebody that got. Was it like Babe Ruth got thrown out for punching an umpire yeah, in the first yeah. inning? And then I don't know the guy. He, he walked name. the guy. He walked the first batter of the mm-hmm. game, and they got tossed for arguing balls and strikes. Yeah, and then Vanderbilt. Yeah, it, it's like that yeah. kind of thing. Like it's yeah. very cool. Little yeah. shout out. Um, I think it was it's Harvey Maddox. I want to say who in like the fifties or sixties threw twelve perfect innings, but his offense couldn't score him a run. Um, and then he ended up losing the game one nothing. Well, I was the you know, <laughs> shout uh, out Harvey if you're uh, still alive. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah the, shout the, out Harvey. The Giants had the game. It was Warren Spawn versus Juan Marichal, and it went seventeen innings, and I think was it was one nothing. Um, but yeah, Tom Water Soccer. No, noted sports dump listener Harvey Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Juan Marichal, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then just to never one, forget Rochester baseball player, Dylan Fosnott, who threw 194 pitches in a <laughs> district playoff game in 2015. Just remember. And now they have yeah, a rule there, against that. Was there, I was about to say there was no pitch count. No, uh, they, they put a pitch count in the next year. Uh, and just because this is why you ramble on, we ramble on and joke score just texted in. That's actually kind of a big deal. Uh, in central two B league girl soccer on Alaska, just beat Adna two to one. So oh. that's actually kind of a big deal. Adna, had just lost Kalama because Kalama is going to roll through everybody this year. But kind of that battle for second, third, and fourth between Adna, Napa Mine, and Onalaska, it was um, Adna, Napa Mine, Onalaska in that order. And now, or I guess it was Napa Mine, Adna, Onalaska. And now it's kind of uh, jigged up a little bit because that's a really good one for the loggers. Apparently, Adna scored in the second minute, and then Ani shut him out for the rest of the way. Sorry, Cody. Uh, Cody, no do you have something you wanted to add? Do you want to? Uh, no? As we've, uh, as we were saying earlier with shorts, I'm not much of a soccer guy, so I'll leave this to you guys. Just a weight room guy. You just go to the weight room and talk shit. To <laughs> <laughs> an old man from Tumwater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he talks shit to me. <laughs> uh, where are you guys going for Friday night's games? So there are. It's just nothing in the area. I, I riveting s- slate. Um, so Dylan's gonna go to the Adna Ani game because that's in the area and yeah, that, game. yeah. Okay. Uh, Cody's gonna go to Winlock for the Mossy Winlock game for photos, and I'm gonna go to the best matchup in the two B lower division. Wakayak and Rainier, baby. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Um. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll have uh, Matt Beatty at Rochester Tumwater too. So. Oh, okay, good. Saw Matt today. He's I doing think, well. I think he's going to be there. If not, Cody gets that one. Uh, I'm sure Matt will be there. He'll be around. Um, Follow. Actually, I don't think I, he is. Never mind. Cody, you're going to that game. Oh, sick. He's not available? Uh, we're, we're banking. We're saving up our Beatty hours for <laughs> the postseason. Live logistics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Follow. We're, push the social medias. Cody, what do you guys want to plug? Social media manager Cody Christian. Uh, I mean, we already talked plenty about the Facebook. So. Yeah, don't go to the Facebook. <laughs> yeah, you've seen enough. Uh, what's where can people follow you on Instagram? And are you going to add the link to this podcast in the bio and tweet your photo, but like link in bio? Maybe uh, you Possibly. should do it. Why not? At the Cron Line Sports, at the Chronicle Sports. Sorry, that's well, the in handle. the bio is a link to the sports section of the Cron Line website. So if you just Go ahead and go on there. there. I believe the sports it. bump is in there. Yep, it will be. So yeah, I will include that information that. this week. <sighs> uh, we'll have to find a new cover photo for this week's post. 
Uh, you've got Dylan and uh, Time Management for Dummies, right? Yeah, I do have that one, but... Uh, we also have um, Dylan didn't whatever Schwartz had earlier. About that. Yeah, I believe it's uh, the the logo for the fair. What's that lady's name? Little Miss Friendly. Little Miss Friendly, yes. So uh, Little Miss Friendly in that picture is now married with three children. <laughs> um, follow Crown Line Sports on Twitter as well. Anything else you guys want to... Be nice get? to us, man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just be nice. Be nice to people, man. Yeah, don't make jokes online about Josh getting hit in the face with a soccer ball. It's already happened. He feels bad Twice. about it. He's got PTSD, man. <laughs> Leave him alone. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah.